everyone and welcome back to my podcast, The Good Vibe. I'm your host, Caroline Kay, and I'm here to help you raise your vibrations and really begin stepping into the version of yourself that you are always meant to be. In this podcast, I share my journey and knowledge on all things spirituality, wellness, health, manifestation, and so much more. Think of this podcast as your weekly counselling meeting, where we can really be our authentic selves and really dive deep into our feelings. This is a safe space, free of judgment and full of learning and growth. Follow for weekly episodes and let's raise our vibrations together. Hello my lovelies and welcome to another episode of The Good Vibe. In this episode we're going to be talking all about the soft girl era and entering your soft girl era. First thing that I wanted to talk about was what is it to be in your soft girl era and what is it to be a soft girl? Um, I've seen loads of people talking about how this is being in a submissive role, not really talking back and basically just drinking green juice all the time, which is not what I think entering your soft girl era is. I think entering your soft girl era is really doing whatever you want and protecting your energy at the same time, taking time to really appreciate what you want out of life um, slowing down and just making sure that you're living a life that is going to propel you into being the person that you want to be. It's also an emphasis on self-care, emotional well-being and just really romanticising the life that you're living right now. Um, I also think that entering your soft girl era is about healing your past traumas, understanding that those past traumas have made you into the person that you are today and really just moving forward and acceptance of the past and how that past helped mould you into the person that you are today. In this episode I'm going to be talking about a couple of topics that I'm going to be doing going forwards in the next month or so and hopefully continue as good habits. Um, just little things that I'm going to be doing on the daily that I think are going to help me start living my soft girl era, start living that romanticised life, that doing whatever I want, protecting my energy um, and hopefully we can all do it together and it'll just really, like I said, propel us into the people that we want to become. And we're going to be starting this, well, it's already fully into Leo season right now. And if any of you that listen to this know me, you know that I'm a diehard Leo. And what it is about being a Leo that I love is that Leo is all about passion, fun, loyalty, queen energy. Um, and that's what we really want to bring into this, you know, soft girl era that we're living. We want to live the lives that we are meant to live. We want to embody that self-love, acceptance of ourselves. Um, so right now is a perfect time to start the next 30 days of really sort of stepping into your feminine energy, stepping into your soft girl energy, and just start living the life that you were meant to live. The first thing that I want to talk about is um, taking time off socials. So for me, this is a really big thing. Um, it's something that I try and do anyway. And I know that a lot of big influencers like to say that they do this quite frequently. You know, they have like a week or so where they just completely 
um, come off socials, um, I can't remember what they call it, you know, some might call it a digital detox, whatever it is, but just taking time, um, you know, every so often to take time off socials. I like to do one day a week, um, just because I feel like, because my job doesn't revolve around social media, it's something that I can do, I can take a day off, um, and I feel like a day a week off is a good amount of time, especially if, like I said, your job doesn't revolve around social media, so you're not having to use it on the daily. Um, the reason why I think it's so important that we take time away from social media is because social media takes away from real life, like sometimes it portrays a life that is so out of reach for where you are right now, um, it, it is a highlight reel, like you've got to remember that people that are posting on their socials, they're posting the best bits of their life, they're posting what they want you to see and you have to remember that behind every video, behind every photo is a whole person's life that is going on. And you don't see that, you just see, you know, the perfectly executed photo, the perfectly executed video, and you think that that's just how they're living their everyday life, and that's not always the case. So, it's good to take time away from from that, and really focus on your present, focus on your life right now, and and making the life that you're living right now the best that it can be, like really taking time for ourselves, time for our loved ones, our friends, our family, um, and just really being present with them and spending quality time with them. Um, I mean, how many of us can say that we actually spend quality time with the ones that we love? We might be with them all the time, we might live with them, we might see them all the time, but when you actually look at the time that you spend with them, is that quality time? Like, do you get to know each other more? Are you doing something that you enjoy? Are you having fun? Like, how much time do you actually spend with them compared to how much quality time do you actually spend with them? So what I will be doing is every Sunday, um, I like to take a digital detox and I will just not go on uh, Facebook, Instagram and TikTok. Um, there are some forms of social media that I think are acceptable. So YouTube, um, I think is, well, whatever is acceptable to you. I, you know, I'm not here to judge, I'm not here to tell you what you can and can't do, but really think about what it is that's distracting you from your real life and maybe digital detox from that. Like, if you find it easy to just go on Instagram and, you know, spend five minutes a day on Instagram and that's absolutely fine, then that's absolutely fine. But really take time to think about what it is that's distracting you from your real life and digital detox from that. So for me, um, Instagram, TikTok, Facebook are the main forms of social media that uh, distract me and that I find don't benefit um, me in terms of, you know, trying to live in my soft girl era. Whereas things like YouTube, podcasts, whatnot, those for me are absolutely fine. I think that they're high vibrational forms of um, content and I'm happy to continue sort of engaging in those high vibrational content uh, going into my soft girl era. So I'm happy with that. And it, like I said, it's whatever works for you. So for me, every Sunday, I will just not use those forms of social media and I'll try and do something um, that I wouldn't usually do. So either, usually Sundays I'll spend with my family, um, so we'll do something 
you know, out and about on a Sunday where I won't be on my phone or I'll spend Sundays, you know, doing a, a reset day where I'll tidy my house, I'll clean my house, I'll make sure that I have like a good full body um, shower or bath, I'll exfoliate and all of that kind of jazz and like I said, just a full reset for the next week. The next thing that I'm going to talk about and I am never not going to talk about this because it's so important and it's so vital and it's something that's really sort of helped me in dark times and I've just never seen or never come across someone that said that um, this hasn't helped them and hasn't helped change their life and turn their lives around and that is just getting into a good habit with um, movement and exercise and if you listen to this and you're thinking oh great here she goes again talking about exercise I'm not talking about like having to go to the gym five days a week or whatever um, but I'm talking about just integrating some sort of movement into your daily lives and really taking time for that and like I said making it a, a vital part of your everyday life it doesn't have to be going to the gym, just sort of any sort of movement that you think aligns with you and aligns with your um, goals is really what we're looking for. So what I'm going to be doing and what I think we should all do together is each day just do one form of movement that we really enjoy and this could be something that you've never done before. For me, I really want to start doing some form of like Pilates or yoga or something that's just a bit slower, a bit more sort of in tune with my body. I've been a gym girly for like the last 10 years of my life and I've recently started running, which I really enjoy. But I really want to do something, like I said, that where I can be in tune with my body, that I'm not pushing it to its limits. I'm not like... I'm not going hard every single day either running or going to the gym because those are really taxing on me and really taxing on your body. You know, they're, they're forms of sort of high energy exercise. And whilst, you know, lifting weights is so pivotal to ensuring muscle growth and muscle growth, muscle retainment is vital in making sure that you look fit and healthy going into your old age. I want to do something that is that's going to sort of help me get back in tune with myself, get me back in tune with my body, really focus on the the movements and sort of making sure that I'm stretching daily, making sure that I'm flexible, I'm nimble and things like that. So yeah, so every day we do some form of exercise, whether that's, you know, going for your daily walk, um, that's going to the gym, going for a run, doing yoga, doing Pilates, playing tennis, anything that you think aligns with yourself, aligns with what you enjoy. And if you've never done any form of exercise before, then what I would say is just start slow, do something that's easy, um, and then sort of try other things. Like I said, just because someone else is pushing a narrative, that doesn't mean that that has to be you and that has to be what you do on your day to day. Do something that you enjoy because if you enjoy it, you're going to want to continue doing it. You know, I can't say to you, go to the gym five days a week if that is something that you absolutely detest. For me, I would love that. For me, you know, amazing. We stand at the gym. But if you hate going to the gym, if you've got anxiety going to the gym or you don't want to go alone, then 
saying to do that every single day is not going to be something that you're going to want to continue with. So find something that you enjoy and do it every single day for 30 days and just see how much better you feel in yourself. Another reason why I think we should prioritise like moving and exercise every single day is because you have been given a body. You have been given a body that is able and capable of doing these things. Now, how grateful are you that you have that body and that that body is capable of movement? Like every single day I wake up and I am so, so grateful for the body that I have been given. The fact that I have two arms and two legs and two lungs that I can go outside and I can breathe fresh air and I can go for a walk and I can do go for a run. Like how lucky am I that... I have this body and I am capable of moving it whenever I want to. Like, I have to think of all the things that I am grateful for and and really embracing and being grateful every single day for the body that you've been given is such an important thing. Like, we take it for granted. We take it for granted the the things that we are able to do on a daily basis, but there are so many people out there that have not been given the things that you've been given. They cannot do the things that you can do. And they still live their lives with gratitude every single day. So if you have not woken up today and you have not been grateful for the body that you have, right now, sit down and think about all the things that your body can do that you have to be grateful for. I can jump if I want to jump. I can go for a run if I want to go for a run. I can pick my dog up and give him a cuddle if I want to give him a cuddle. Like I am grateful every single day for being, just being able to do these things that we take for granted. So that's another thing why moving, if you can, is so important because it's going to make you think of all the things that, wow, I can do this. Like I'm so grateful that I can do this. I'm so grateful that I can do it unaided. I'm so grateful that I've been given the ability to do these things. Another really important topic that I think a lot of people take for granted is, oh well, they don't even really consider it at all, is how important getting into a good like sleep and wake routine really is. Um, Like I love my sleep, I love my morning routines, um, but so many people don't realise the importance of of getting a good sleep and wake routine and it's really pivotal to just like full body recovery. I mean, our bodies recover, our brain recovers when you're sleeping. So how vital is it that your body gets enough sleep? I mean, you've seen all of the horror stories about sleep deprivation and how it really affects like the physical body as well. I want to be as healthy as possible for as long as possible and that basically means that I need to ensure that I am getting a good like good amount of sleep and I'm waking up and I'm I'm doing my morning routine. So if you're listening to this thinking, oh my god, like I go to sleep at one o'clock in the morning, two o'clock in the morning and I have to wake up at eight o'clock to go to work or I end up sleeping in until one o'clock in the afternoon and I hate it and I just don't know why, like why can't I get into a good habit of like going to bed on time, why? You need to think about what it is that you are doing right before you go to bed. Like, are you getting into a good routine before you go to sleep or are you just getting into bed, turning the TV on, you've got your phone on you and you're sat scrolling TikTok and Instagram and before you know it, it's like really early in the morning and you need to try and get to sleep. 
Like, this is not a good routine. Like, and I do it as well. We all do it. You know, this is a non-judgment zone. But we have to know, we have to be self-aware of when we're doing something that is not good for us. And getting into bed and not making that environment a welcoming environment for going to sleep is what the first place that you're going wrong. So have a look at your bedroom and is it is this a room that's inviting you to go to sleep? You know, is this a room where you where it's associated with peace, tranquility, relaxation, calmness? And if it's not, then the first thing that I think you we need to do is we need to reorganize that space. You know, is it cluttered? Is there things everywhere? Is that what is causing you to not feel the feelings of peacefulness and readiness for sleep? Um, because we can make those changes straight away. You know, we can declutter. We can get rid of things on the walls that potentially could be causing us nightmares. Like I know a lot of people like to have posters on their walls or like to have sort of artwork on their walls, but you have to think about the, the artwork that you're using. You know, is this something that's that's making it an area of tranquility or is this going to be, you're going to be looking at it going to bed at night and thinking, wow, why did I have a nightmare? And it's because you've got someone staring down at you that is causing you to have bad dreams. So first things first, reorganise your bedroom and make it as peaceful and tranquil as possible. If that means painting it a different colour, if that means getting some really comfortable, really nice bedding, get yourself some new pillows, you know, other pillows that you're sleeping on, like really flat and not comfortable at all, get some new pillows, girl. Do what you need to do to make the space as relaxing, as welcoming and as calm and tranquil as you can. Then you want to start looking at your nighttime routine. You know, are you, have you got a nighttime routine first of all? Do you do your skincare? Do you make sure that you are ready and prepped to go to sleep? Are you then sitting watching TV until the early hours of the morning? Or do you have your phone, your iPad, your laptop on you in bed when you're supposed to be sleeping? Like, this is something that I do as well. So me and my partner have very different sleep routines, but obviously we sleep in the same bed, we sleep in the same bedroom. So sometimes it can be quite difficult for me to go to sleep if he's sat up watching TV, but there are ways around it. So what I like to do is I will do my nighttime skincare routine. Um, I will try and meditate on a night if I've not already done so in the day. And I will usually sort of journal um, if I've, like I said, if I've not already done so in the day, um, sometimes I'll do twice a day, but I'll kind of get myself ready for bed. I'll start like calming the body down, calming the mind down. You know, there's no, it's no good sort of going from a really busy day. You've been out, you've been around, you've been, maybe been to the gym, maybe been for a run. So you're like, your body's like reared up and ready to go. And then for you to just maybe like get a shower and get into bed, that might not be the best thing that you can do. You really want to start slowing the body down and starting to sort of get into that routine of, right, I'm going to go to sleep. I'm going to quieten the mind. I'm going to, I'm going to take time and get into bed when I'm ready to get into bed. Um, like one thing that I like to do is I like to get into bed when I'm actually ready to go to sleep rather than maybe coming in 
going straight up to my bedroom and getting in bed and then sitting and watching TV because it there isn't no distinct like there's no distinguishment between your your like calm calm space and then your sleep space like try and have two different spaces one just for you to go to sleep and then an area where you can like do all of the other things that you want to do like your your meditation your, your journaling and whatnot and I know this is not possible for everyone but in that situation then if you only have one bedroom where you can do that then try and not do your meditations your your journaling or your you know other things try not to do it in your bed sit on the floor if you have to make a space on the floor make a space at your desk if you've got a desk or realistically see if you can do it downstairs in your living room if, if you live on your own obviously if you live with family you have to sort of do it around them but this is what I mean like separate your spaces so once you're like ready to get into bed then you need to put your distractions away so if you're ready to sleep at 9, 10, 11 o'clock or whatever it is, make sure that your phone is away from you. It's on do not disturb. You're not going to pick it up. You're not going to look at it. Again, with the TV, if you have the TV on um, and you think that that's helping you to get to sleep, honestly, try just turning the TV off and like just sitting in dark silence and having time to be with your thoughts um, before you go to sleep. If you live with someone and their routine is completely separate to you, what I like to do is I will put an eye mask on and sometimes um, I'll make sure that the TV volume is way down so I can barely hear it if he wants to watch TV that much. But sometimes I'll put my earphones in and I'll listen to like subliminal messages or I'll listen to like a sleep meditation podcast that will sort of just um, help me get into that space of quiet and relaxation. And then that's my sleep, like nighttime routine done. Um, obviously for a morning routine, you want to ensure that you've got enough sleep. So I don't know what the recommended amount is, but usually I get like between six and seven hours sleep a night. And I think that that is absolutely fine for me. I work well off that. I feel refreshed in the morning. Sometimes on a, a weekend I'll sleep in and that's okay too. Like whatever works for you, there is, like I said, you don't have to be this kind of person that gets up at 5am every day or goes to bed at 9 o'clock every night, it's completely what works for you as long as you're getting enough sleep, as long as you're not suffering from sleep deprivation and you're making sure that your nighttime and your morning routines are fine for you. I won't go into a morning routine that much because I've already made a podcast about what I like to do in the mornings, um, but it's just really about sort of setting a routine for yourself and following that. So whatever that might be, if you wake up and you get washed and get ready for your day, that's absolutely fine. If you wake up and you, you know, you like to do a little bit of exercise and then you obviously, like I said, you like to get on with your day, that's absolutely fine. Whatever your morning routine is, but I would say to make a morning routine and have something that you do every morning morning for yourself so if that's getting up and meditating and journaling amazing if that's getting up and and exercising fantastic if that's just getting up and just going out and going for a walk in the morning with your dog or your pet or whatever it is something that is for you that you enjoy doing in the morning before you start your day really will sort of set your intentions for the rest of the day and it will help you sort of really bring in that positive vibe, positive like soft girl era. 
Entering your soft girl era is all about living that romanticised life. The soft girls are the girls that have got their shit together. They're the ones that are protecting their energy. They're the ones that their lives are calm, relaxed, emotionally fulfilling. They do what they want to do. They don't give a fuck about anyone else. And in order to do this, mindfulness practices are some of the most important practices that you can start implementing today that are going to help you and elevate your life into that soft girl era. A lot of people just let life take them by like they don't set the intentions for their days they don't take control of their lives and they just let life take them whereas the girls that implement mindfulness practices they're the ones that control their own lives they're the ones that they want something they know they're going to get it so if you want to really step into your soft girl era step into your like protecting your energy, romanticizing your life era, then we need to be doing some form of like mindfulness practice every single day. And that's going to set us apart from, from everyone else. There are a couple of different methods that we can start doing today um, to implement mindfulness practices into our lives. So one of them is meditation, breath work, you know, being with our thoughts, being present in the moment. Um, meditating is really, really powerful in helping you manifest as well. Meditation and visualization are two of the like most powerful uh, things that you can do to help you uh, manifest as well. Um, another one is journaling. Um, I love journaling. I journal almost every single day. I think this is really good for sort of decompressing, offloading. Um, you can use it as like an emotional dump. So this is basically your private journal and you can write about whatever you want. You can write about whatever comes to mind. It's really great for sort of anxiety as well because like I said, you're offloading your emotions into this document and you can do it on your phone, you can do it in a notebook, you can do it on your computer. I mean, personally, I like to have written, like, paper documents I because I like to look back on them. I did this quite recently with one of my friends. Um, she basically asked me if manifesting really worked, and I was like, 100% manifesting really worked. And I couldn't give her an explanation, but I basically said, like, I've manifested so many things into my life. Um, and I was looking back on my journal from that this time last year and it had a diary entry in there that basically like fully came true and it was about um, how Tom had proposed to me and it said it was just a small like section at the top and it was basically like he proposed in the sky uh, it was at sunset and the sky was like a gorgeous orange and pink and when I look back at the photos of, of us getting engaged it was at sunset and the sky was like a beautiful like orange and a pink hue and I sent it to her and I was like see like you might just think it's a coincidence but how could anyone like preempt that someone was going to propose at a specific period of of time in the day and what the sky was going to look like like you have no idea 100% that was a manifestation that that happened um, and that is why I love writing things down in my journal so that I can always refer back to them and I can always look at the things that I wanted to manifest and how I've attracted them into my life. 
visualization is a really good technique as well. If you're wanting to, like I said, manifest something into your life, um, visualization is a fantastic method for manifesting. Um, you can do this through sort of meditating. You can do it on vision boards. I always have a vision board on my laptop and my phone that I flick like backwards and forwards um, through my screensavers. Um, and I do like to manifest like during my meditations as well. So rather than just um, focusing on my breath, what I will do is I will have a specific picture of something that I want to manifest into my life. Um, and I have to make it really, really specific, like almost as if you're living like a dream, basically. So like daydream about what it is that you want to attract into your life and visualize it happening. Um, I've done this for so many different things like throughout my entire manifestation journey and um, number one it makes you feel really good because you feel like you're having a dream and you just can't help but smile when you're like thinking of things that you want to happen and living as if those things have actually happened um, but number two like I said it's so it's such a powerful method for bringing things into your life it like a lot of people do this like sports people do this when they're visualizing like the course or they're visualizing a win it's just a, a general all-round principle that a lot of people use um, and it's just such a powerful technique. So if you're not already trying to visualise, like start doing that now. This next topic might seem a bit strange and you might be wondering what this has to do with entering my soft girl era, but I really feel like it's it's a topic that I think is embodied by the soft girl era and embodied by like just being a soft girl like living a soft life and that is like prioritizing hygiene and I don't mean like you know having a shower or like brushing our teeth but like a do in a way so what I mean by this is like soft girls are clean girls they're like girls that prioritize how they feel and how they look and I'm not trying to say this in a vain way um but we do we feel our best when we look our best like I'm talking from personal experience like if I feel rubbish if I feel like bad in myself I know for a fact that sometimes I won't take care of my skin I won't take care of my hair it's so easy to just fall into the trap of wearing leggings and a hoodie when you're doing anything and I'm not like leggings and a hoodie is fashionable don't get me wrong but like it's just so easy to just look the part when you feel rubbish um but we do we feel our best when we look our best and when we are looking after ourselves on the outside tends to usually mean that we're looking after ourselves on the inside so what I mean by like prioritizing our hygiene is like making sure our skin looks good and looked after making sure that you know, our hair is like done and we're not walking around with like 14 day old greasy hair. You know, I'm not saying that you need to wear makeup, but I'm saying like make yourself look good, make yourself look nice and usually like you will feel good as well. There are so many little things that we can start to do that will just make us feel generally more put together and just feel better about ourselves. Like, making sure our nails are done 
and painted. Like I have my hands done every three, four weeks, but I paint my toenails myself and they were in dire need of doing. And I just said to myself, you know what? Pull yourself together, girl, get your toenails done. Either I'll paint them myself or I'll gel them myself. And little things like this can just like, it can have such an impact on the way that you feel. Um, the same as like making sure that your eyebrows are done. If you don't go and have them done, don't do them yourself. I do them myself. You know, things like moisturising after every shower. Like how often do we forget to do that or we like put it off? But like making a conscious effort to make sure that our skin is clean and moisturised and, you know, just making sure that we smell good as well. Like I'm not saying that you have to spray yourself with perfume after every time you have a wash but you know body sprays deodorant just making sure that you like you have a clean and a nice smell and you'll feel so much better for yourself exfoliating is another big one like this is something that I don't do as often as I should and it's just so nice like how nice is it to feel like your skin just feels nice and soft and silky smooth and and you're exfoliated like try and do it regularly make sure that you're your dry brushing like this is something that I have done in the past and I've kind of like fallen off on it but I'm gonna start doing it going forwards and it's like making sure that I'm dry brushing my body at least once a week because this is really good for like lymphatic drainage as well any girls out there that are suffering from cellulite or that have cellulite cellulite is absolutely normal absolutely natural and everyone has it but if you're feeling conscious about it Dry body brushing is supposed to be one of the best things that you can do for lymphatic drainage and help the appearance of it. So start doing that. Things like changing the heads on our toothbrushes more regularly than we are. We need to be doing that, girls. Changing our heads on our razors. Like if you're using an old razor that's been in there for months, like get rid of that. Get rid of that right now and buy a new one or buy a new head for it and make sure that you're doing that regularly making sure that we've got deodorant in at all times and making sure that we've got something that makes us smell nice like like I said you don't have to have expensive perfume like body body mists body sprays you can just spray on and go like make sure that we have something that we feel good in we only have one body, so we really need to be looking after it on the outside as much as we are on the inside. And all of these little things can help like really embody that, that version of yourself that you want to be. If you look at the people that you admire, you can imagine that they prioritise their skincare routines. They go out with skin that looks shiny and soft and moisturised. Their hair is always done. And I'm not saying like you have to use heat on your hair and make sure that it's curled every day but just making sure like that you're washing your hair properly and that you're looking after it you're oiling it on the ends you're using a hair mask once a week to make it sure make sure that it looks moisturized and and um you know like soft and and clean these are the things that they would do so really start living that person, really start embodying the person that you want to be. And it all starts from taking care of the body that you've been given. This next topic is a bit of a random one, but um, I was listening to a podcast the other day um, by Grace Beverly and Tim Spector, and it really got me thinking about this topic and how it blew my mind. And it's something that I've really 
over the past couple of weeks, I've really been trying to integrate into my life and I need to tell you about it. And that is that we all need to be eating less chemicals. Now, I have been a gym girly for many, many years and part of being a gym girly is that you are like led to believe that all these chemical um, supplements are good for you. So, you know, if that means that you're not eating sugar because you're eating, you're having a zero calorie sweetener instead, if that means that you're getting your protein intake from um, like protein powder, like we have been told in our entire lives that this is absolutely fine and this is like healthy for you and we should be doing it when actually this is completely wrong. And so many like medical professionals and so many scientists have like tried to tell us that this is not the way to do it. And it took me listening to this podcast for me to actually realise, you know what, they're talking sense. Like, how could I think that putting artificial chemicals into my body every single day was completely natural and healthy? If that meant that I wasn't eating sugar, I can't, it blows my mind. So this podcast episode was talking about the harmful effects that chemicals are having on us and um, in order to be like the healthiest version of ourselves we really needed to be cutting out all these artificial chemicals and living a more whole foods like diet and I 100% agree. To be healthy we need a healthy gut and the chemicals that we've been ingesting have pretty much caused us to lose half of our gut microbiome which is basically what leads to any disease that we we get. So what Tim Spector said was that we should be eating 30 different plants a week and that can be inclusive of like your herbs, your spices, um, but we really need to be aiming for 30 different plants a week. So what I'm going to be doing going forward is I'm going to be making sure that the foods that I prep, because I do prep my meals every week, are going to be full of all whole foods as far as I can because obviously it's not reasonable to expect that you're just going to go from having all of these different artificial chemicals to just having nothing like I love a Pepsi Max and I'm not going to say that I'm not going to have them but I will try and reduce the intake um and it's the same with like zero calorie syrups like I'm not saying that I'm never going to have a zero calorie syrup again but for the majority of my in like the food that I consume I want to make sure that they're whole foods and that they come from like whole ingredients. So when you're looking at your like regular food shop, look at the things that you can supplement out. So instead of getting the protein powder or the protein bars that you would usually eat, is there something that is made from whole foods that you can substitute that with? And make sure that the majority of your diet is coming from like fruits and vegetables and plants and things that are naturally found on the earth. Um, so my meals usually consist of like a protein sauce from meat and then um, a carb sauce which will usually be either rice or potatoes um, or pasta and then some sort of vegetables now obviously sauces and whatnot where you can make them at home so I do fall like foul of buying ready-made sauces like pasta sauces and things like that which I could easily make at home um, so going forwards I'm going to try and make as many sauces and as many like condiments and things at home but as long as you're sort of your the bulk of the food that you're eating is natural whole foods then that's going to help us like minimize any risk of disease throughout our lives. 
I know this has been such a long podcast um, already but I do have one final thing that I want to talk about and that is basically getting organised. Now you're probably thinking how the fuck does this have anything to do with like entering my soft girl era but I really think it does because living a cluttered life is not what I envision when I think of myself as a soft girl. Like I envision a tidy house, a clean house, a decluttered life, like everything's organised, I know where things are, my clothes are always put away, my skincare is always in date, my makeup is always in date, like my clothes are organised and my fridge is always stocked full of healthy things and all of that has to do with being an organised person, like there is nothing worse than being unorganised and not knowing where things are, not having things ready because I think I heard somewhere that like we spend about six and a half months of our lives looking for things that we've lost. So what the fuck is that about? If we can avoid that, why are we not doing it? There have been so many books on how decluttering your life has such a positive impact on your like mental and physical well-being and I really think we need to start entering that version of ourselves. So things like getting rid of any clothes that we don't wear, putting it on vintage or giving it to the charity shop, like making sure that the clothes that we own fit us and that we wear them getting rid of any like rubbish paperwork that we just have around the house, like organising our bills, organising our home admin, like getting things in their proper places. Like I really, really want to get like a filing cabinet (laughs) and I know it's not going to be aesthetic, but I really want to get one because I want to organise all my paperwork and make sure that like it has a specific place. I have it at the minute in like a black folder which is like organised by the type of like bills and accounts and whatnot that we have, but it's not as organised as I was I would like to be. So I want to try and do that. But again, I know it's not going to be aesthetic and I don't know where I'm going to put it. So for now, the black folder will do. And the same goes for like meal prepping and just making sure that your fridge is like stocked full of like healthy, nutritious foods. You've heard the saying, fail to prepare, prepare to fail. It's a saying for a reason and I know for a fact that if I haven't prepped my meals I will tend to eat rubbish, I'll tend to eat things that I know aren't good for me Um, whereas if I have prepped my meals for the week and I make sure that my fridge is stocked full of like healthy nutritious things I am more likely to keep myself on track and I know that the food that I'm putting into my body is going to benefit me. So what we what we should all be doing each week is just checking the cupboards and making a list of everything that we need instead of like just going to the shops and being like do I need that do I need this make a list of things and you'll save money as well the same goes for like cupboard essentials like deodorants toilet rolls washing powder like there's nothing worse than waking up in the morning and like getting ready for your day and realizing you don't have deodorant or realizing you've run out of something that you need so every week go around your house make a list of things that you're running out of and make sure that you have it stocked so that you don't end up being that person that's like shit we need toilet rolls shit i don't have deodorant or whatever it is 
A really important one for me is making sure that my clothes are put away straight away. I'm one of those people that will get loads of things out and then they will just chuck it in a pile and right now at the minute we have got a huge pile of washing in our spare room that I have been meaning to put away for about five or six weeks. I know that's disgusting, don't judge me. Um, but today is the day that that changes and those clothes are going to get put away and they will there will not be a pile of washing in that spare room going forwards. I'm making a pact to myself. So that's a big one for me. I have a chair in my dressing room and sometimes clothes are always on there as well or I, it's just a bad habit that I have where I just like take things off and then I just bundle them up and chuck them on the side but it's really like I'm really going to get into the habit of just putting them away as soon as I like don't need them. For me this just ensures that I have like a clean tidy house and I don't know if you're like me but when my house is not clean and tidy like I cannot concentrate like I have had to take days off work to clean and tidy my house when I know it's a mess because I just cannot think of anything else than what is at home waiting for me after a week of like just leaving everything so just getting into the habit of making sure that things are put away making sure that things are tidy it's just going to give me that like energy it's going to give me that like clean girl aesthetic that that soft girl era vibe that I'm like I want to begin living so I've given you some of the things that I'm going to be doing in the next month to really step into my soft girl era I'm going to start romanticising my life and I honestly think you should too because ultimately I think that's what soft girls do. They love their lives. They live each day as though they're living the best day of their lives. If you want to buy yourself fresh flowers or you want to wear matching gym sets, if you want to drink Pepsi out of a wine glass on Fridays or you want to um, walk your dog or watch the sunset with pizza then fucking do it because ultimately living a soft girl era is living your life however the fuck that you want without care for anyone else and that's what we all need to start doing like the things that I've told you today are just things that I want to do um that to help me move into that era of my life but whatever the fuck you want to do just do it because by living your dream life it really will become your reality